marketing, sports brand type stuff, fitness stuff. It's like at least semi-condensed. When you talk about the show as a whole, we literally haven't even been over to the other convention center, which is the bigger piece of this. I've been here for three days in this one, which has like a sports brands and athletic brands and whatever. And I still haven't gotten through it all. So it's just that freaking massive, man. And I guess I didn't even know there was a sports angle. So what is a consumer electronics show? Is that correct? The name of yeah, it? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's CES, consumer electronics show. So yeah, like, um, I mean, I think now they just call it CES, but yeah, it's, um, so like any company, any brand that has tech um, is here. And so you got to think like, you know, you've got obviously our client Polar is here. You've got Fitbit. You've got like, I'm just walking around here. You've got um, like a company you called Vert, which is like, like basically there's a million new like wearable companies that you've never even heard of that do all sorts of crazy shit. Um, Withings came out with a launch star, a hairbrush here that like tells you how you're combing your hair. I mean, it's like totally gimmicking stupid, but like, so much like it's so ridiculous like the amount of companies that have tech that's driving you know their brand and they're freaking here dude it's like it's things insane it's insane and what is the audience like of people that are there is it more business is it the people who go around just to get free stress balls what's the atmosphere of people business business all business um you know, like it's, it's salespeople, it's business people, it's sales, uh, it's marketing people, it's uh, brand and product people, tech people. Um, like, you know, TechCrunch has a huge setup here. They're doing like all these fireside chats and like all this stuff. Like, I just walked out of a, um, obviously, their competitor of our client, Polar, but Fitbit, um, uh, James Park, just did an interview. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm forgetting her. I'm blanking on her name because I'm bad at it anyway. But uh, the girl from Pep Crunch just, just murdered him, like grilled him to no end, like called him out on everything. Like it was unbelievable. It's like Pep Crunch is doing a bunch of stuff here. You've got CNET. You've got like every media outlet, Mashable. Like, it, dude, it's so big. It's absurd. Like there's no way to make it even to every like area of CES, let alone every booth. Like it's just insane. So I assume everybody has different goals, but we see the, all right, here's the technology that we have as a brand. We've got the marketing, biz devs, sales, business people. Uh, What is the goals of everyone? Is it to just be there? Is it to see what the new technology is? Is it to network? Is it to meet clients? I assume it's a, it's a combination of both, but is there an, overarching theme of the people and what they're looking to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, it's of course all of the above, but I think the biggest piece, the biggest commonality really is like, look, obviously only companies that are here, uh, you know, have some sort of technology. I'm walking past this company called AIQ, which is like a heart rate monitoring t-shirt. Um, on my left, I'm walking by this like biometric sleeve that goes on your arm. Um, um, like, like this, and I'm only in one like tight area. Obviously, this goes forever. Like, um, you know, like Chrysler is here in the other building because they have like autonomous car stuff and like Tesla and you know. So like, it's really like if you have tech, if either you're a tech company or you're a product company that has technology that drives whatever the heck your product is, then a you need to be here, and b hopefully like your tech 
is cool enough, new enough, different enough, solve some like unique problem proposition, whatever that, you know, like you get some sort of like coverage, like you want to win. They have like CES awards, like for innovation, you want to get TechCrunch to cover you. You want CNET talking about you. You want everyone to be writing about you here. Like, um, your endurance brand, you got like the big, like DC Rainmaker is here. You want him to be talking about you and writing about you. Um, you know, sports techies here. I have a meeting with them in like an hour and a half or something like that. Like you want them talking about your brand. Um, but that, so like, that's like top level. And then beyond that, it's like biz dev. So like my clients here doing like B2B shit, um, as well as consumer stuff, like they're, they have meetings and they've had meetings with like different big retailers, like showing them all the new cool stuff they're doing and their new branding and their new products and like why they should be on shelves and like taking those like, you know, backdoor meetings and then like showing other like retailers, like why they should be on shelves and showing like the consumers like, Oh, this new product that we've got, like, is super cool. It does all this awesome stuff. So it's like all of that shit. And then like, even from my perspective, like, like CMOs and marketers, heads of marketing are here. Like I just got out of one meeting with CMO of a really awesome, like super cool wireless, like, like headphone thing that's like uses your temporal lobes, like, like all sorts of crazy shit. I met with the CMO and like had a great combo and like, you know, biz devving for us to like help them market their product better. So it's, everything there's so much business going on here sir nice that sounds fun and exciting and i'm uh assuming there's a party or two to be had if you are looking for it yeah, there was a uh, there was a Twitter party last night, and we were try we were gonna try to go get in. The next thing I know, I'm at dinner with a client till like late, but it was like a really good dinner and like really cool. And the next thing I know, I'm like we're hanging out with a couple of people, and then we're like at the craps table, and like it was. <laughs> so there's everything, man. There's everything. There's closed door meetings. There's like big parties. There's ev- invite only shit. It's like 180 thousand fucking people here. It's just absurd. I would actually prefer that business conferences not be in Las Vegas because I do not need that temptation because it is a vicious cycle when you've got meetings, nightlife, nightlife, nightlife. You're like, oh, my God. And, and of course, once you get around other people in the industry, you know how it goes. (laughs) Oh, dude. I mean, literally, me and Lizzie, we've gotten the first night like four hours of sleep. The second night, two and a half hours of sleep. And last night, I got like four and a half hours of sleep, and I feel good because I got four and a half. Like, I have in total been here three nights and gotten like eight and a half hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep in total. Like, I'm going to be friggin' fried when I, and I'm, and we're flying back on a red eye. Like, I'm going to be destroyed Saturday. I'm hoping not, actually. I'm going to try to just power through it and like get back to normal life, but like, but it's, it's great, though. Like, literally, it's just been, like, non-fucking-stop. Like, and that's how you got to do these shows. Cause it's like, you know, like, I see so many. And I actually wrote a little article. So I was like, I got to get something up while I'm here and, like, promote it on Facebook ads. The people at CES. So just to, like, get some fucking attention. Um, like, talking about, like, how to get, you know, more attention or, or you know, get, get you know, increase your exposure while at CES. And I just, like, walking around and I see, like, people doing it really well. And then I see people, like just waiting at their booth, like waiting for somebody to come by. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like you're doing it wrong, man. Like if you haven't had your whole day packed with meeting upon meeting upon meeting, and then we're out of your booth and you're like, have your other meetings. And then you're out at the parties and you're meeting the other people. Like you're not doing that. You're doing it wrong. Like it's so expensive. If you're an exhibitor, it's so expensive. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to be here. Why would you waste it? 
Like, you need every minute of every day to be as efficient and as effective as possible. And it's crazy to me. I see people, like, hanging around a booth or then, like, all right, it's over at 6 o'clock. I'm going to go, you know, back to my hotel. And it's like, look, you don't have to, like, have a drinking habit or, like, want to go play craps. But, like, it's not over at 6 p.m., man. You need to be going to a dinner meeting or with a client or some new person or just, like, going to the bar or even the craps table and saying hello. Like, who are you? Because everyone here is at CES. Like, if you're doing anything else, if you're sleeping eight or nine hours a night while you're here, like you are not maximizing, which is insane to me. Right. Exactly. You want to know who is the top dog that I can be meeting. Uh, one of my friends, what he loves to do is he's like, all right, who's the person in the front of the house, the people at the booths, who's the best person I can meet there. And then behind the house, when I'm looking for meetings and people, who's the best person that I can find there. And now we're at this party. All right, boom. Who's the baller I need to be talking to there. It's, it's just another form of prospecting. It's just a more targeted and better. It's just biz dev, man. It's the hand-to-hand combat that really matters. Like marketing's great. Exposure is great. But like when you're here and you shake somebody's hand and you say, Hey, this is what we do. What do you do? What's going on? What are your troubles? Like, and you have a 15, five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute conversation. Like you can open up doors of possibility. And I'll give you a perfect example that like how, you know, you and I think, I think differently than most people is like there was a cool brand um, that was nearby to our client's booth that I just, we just like come across as we were like, you know, looking through the show stuff before we flew out. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I want to want to meet them, like whatever. Looked them up, found the CMO, emailed her. She didn't respond. Emailed her again, didn't respond. Found, found her on LinkedIn, Messenger, didn't respond. Did it again, like nothing. So I found like scouring the internet, found her on Twitter, tweeted at her. She didn't respond. I tweeted at her again. I'm like, hey, like when you're, you know, when are you available? Love to come by. Like your brand. She's like, okay, hey, look, it's crazy, but why don't you stop by at this time? Fine. I did. And it was like kind of hesitant at first because I'm like the dude that like barged his way in. After five minutes, she's like, oh my God, I didn't know you guys did that. Oh my God, we have this crowd. Like, whoa, like the market. Oh, you guys did that for that crowd? That's amazing. Like, we need something similar. Like, and all of a sudden, we have like a 35 minute conversation, 40 minute conversation, walking away with like a bag full of their products. And we have a conference call that we're setting up next week to discuss like literally potential, like, like real business, like real business, not like, oh, a little fruity crap. And just because I was like, no, like, I need to get in there. And I just did it. Like, so many people wouldn't have gone that far, but like, that's what it took. Yeah. And let that be a lesson in sales right there. And it's so frustrating. And especially there's going to be entrepreneurs and small business people and even people with regular jobs who want to get a better job. And they're like, man, I know I can do this. I know I can be an asset. And for whatever reason, I just can't get past the gatekeeper to let me in and to show the value that I can have. And then of course you broke through there and it's like, Oh, crazy thing that happens. I can do everything that you're looking for. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like, if you really have a solution for them or whatever, like, you got to get, like, it's your duty to get in front of them. That's the way I look at it. Like, hey, if, if since we're in marketing, if I, if, if I really can make a difference for this brand from a branding perspective, from a creative perspective, from a sales and marketing perspective, it is my duty to get in front of them because, and that's the thing, like, we're not some, like, scam, like, you know, bullshit, like, agency that really doesn't do anything or is just, like, you know, nothing like we really do great incredible work so like hey we're actually helping brands grow and make more business and have you know massive roi on their marketing and sales and so on and so forth like why would people not want to talk to us it's just the like friction between like you don't know who the fuck i am and what we do to hey this is what we do oh my god wow we need like 
it's just the friction getting from A to that B point. And I think so many people stop as soon as they start hitting some of that friction. It's like, dude, it's just to be expected. It might, it's going to be weird when you show up and you've bombarded your way into somebody's booth and they're like, oh, this dude. Because you feel like a sales guy and you are. But then it's like, I'm not just somebody who's selling you crap. It's like, look, guys, I actually can help you. And then it's a different conversation. It's, oh, shit. Yeah. And then it changes the game. So that's it. Like, you can't have, like, you can't sell, uh, you know, uh, uh, something that's useless. You can't have a bad product or service. You got to be good at what you do. But if you are and you and you're and I think that's the thing, too, like so many people and me in the past, even like, ten, you know, five, ten years ago, would have come to a show like this and tried like, oh, my God, there's, you know, 20,000, 40,000 brands here. Like, oh, my God, I would have made my like dream list of like every possible client. It's like, no, no, no. We focus in on these types of sports brands. This is what we do. That's it. So if they don't fall in that category. I'm not spending any energy or time. That's why I haven't even been over to the other part of the convention center because there's a few brands over there and we're heading over there later today, but most of the sports brands are in one section. So I'm spending all of my energy there. So it's like my pre-qualification is so clear as to like who we do business with and who we work with well that like, I'm not, I don't need, I don't feel the need to meet with, you know, 30,000 out of 40,000, you know, brands. I want these like, 80 and if i get to 50 of them i'm super happy and i'm gonna get to 50 or 60 of them you know like that's it if you can keep it focused yeah and for those uh early stage salespeople, the number one thing here is removing fear and rejection from your brain when you're prospecting and trying to do these things that you have to have this relentless nature because uh, in life, you only have to win once, just like in sales. You just got to get that conversation. Boom, I got my at-bat. Do whatever it takes to get that at-bat. Oh, uh, like, it's crazy to me. And look, and, and I, I've been there before, like, especially like early like years ago, like when I first starting off, like, it's nerve-wracking. And you don't want somebody to be like, who the fuck are you? Like, you, like when somebody says that to you, like, who are you again? And you're like, ooh, like, burn. Like, that hurts. And you're like, oh, you stabbed me in the heart. And that's how it feels like until you realize that like, yeah, of course they're reacting that way because you bombarded your way and they don't know who you are. They don't know what you do. They have no value attached to you as a human being or a company whatsoever. So of course they're like, are you just here to waste my time? Because a lot of people do. Don't waste their time. Jump right into it. Be like, hey, yeah, hey, this is what we can do. This is what you're doing. What, tell me about it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Get like right into it. And like I said, within five minutes, the CMO of this brand was like, oh my God, like, wow, I didn't realize you guys did this because you and I talk about this all the time. Obscurity is the biggest issue. Like, you know, like we're a growing ad agency. We're in Manhattan. We've got 30 something employees. We're not like, you know, nobodies, but in the grand scheme of things, we're nobodies. Like who the fuck knows Bold Worldwide or Brian Cristiano in the big scheme of things that we do good work. My problem is that who the fuck is Brian Cristiano and Bold Worldwide? That's the problem. Obscurity is the problem. So it's like, you got to get through those barriers. And it's, yeah, it's going to be awkward for the first couple of minutes, but get through that and then make sure you know how to like present your value really quickly. Because as soon as people realize that like you can present your value super fast and not waste their time, they're going to listen to you. But if you're sitting there like, oh, hey, yeah, my kids' names are blah, blah, blah. And how was your flight in? They're like, guys, we're here to show. We're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a booth. Don't tell me about your kids and your flight. I don't care. Why are you in my booth? And like understanding, like you just, it, it feels so salesy to cut right to the punch, cut right to the punch, man. People respect you respecting their time, especially in an event like this.
with no, time is massive money. No doubt about that. And guess what? You'll probably get to that afterwards once you go and grab drinks with them or see them some other place where you're like, boom, now that I've came saying, here's how I can deliver for the value for you. Now we can start building that relationship in other ways, figuring out ways. Oh, cool. You did this, this, and this. Uh, yeah, I mean, candor for me is such an important thing that if you're like, boom, let's get right to it. I'm here for business. I know that I need to sweeten you up, but we're not going to do that right now because we're going to we're going to see if this relationship's even worth taking to the next stage. Exactly, because you know what? Like, otherwise, you're wasting their time. They're wasting your time. Nobody's got time, man. Like, we all got shit to do. We got businesses to run. We got to work for them. Whatever. We've got like lives outside of here. Like, why do I care about these strangers? Like. You know, oh, like like people, and I had somebody come up to me like, oh, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. What do you work for? Like, uh, okay, cool. Oh, how was your flight in? I'm like, oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. Well, mine got delayed and blah, blah, blah. I don't know you. I literally, like, I hate to say I don't give a shit. Like, maybe if I know you and I realize, like, you're standing in front of me and talking to me for a reason that, like, maybe later, yeah, at the bar or the craps table, we'll talk about that. And, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But right now, I don't know you. I don't care that your flight was delayed. And so many people lead with that, like, nonsense chit-chat that is just a waste of energy and time. Like, you can be friendly and be straight to business. And honestly, especially in an event like this where, like, again, everyone's time is massive value. Like, you can be super friendly but straight to the point in all business. And they'll respect you for it. And then, yeah, later that night, you're at the Twitter party and you go, hey, oh, yeah, you were Oh, my God. That's the time for it. There's a time and a place, man. Not on the, not on the showroom floor. Not in the boardroom. Not in the meeting not with a CMO later, later. If you, if you start doing business together, you know, and I think everyone gets it backwards. I got it backwards for many years. And when I changed that perspective, like, Oh my God, my, like I won't waste more than 10 or 15 minutes talking to somebody. If we both aren't vibing and realize that like I can add value to them and they're a good fit for us. If not in the first five, 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, cool. Like, awesome. I'm not going to waste any more of your time and you shouldn't waste any more of mine. And they'll respect you for that. So, Brian, uh, I'm going to start recording soon. What did you want to talk about at CES? I'm just um, I'm just kidding. I've been recording <laughs> this entire I was, time. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but I was like, I'm assuming he's recording. He's asking too many good questions. And, like, we're getting, I'm getting all, like, worked up and pacing back and forth, like, right, right here next to the, uh, you know, next to, next to the VR, like, I'm like, oh my god, oh, you better be recording. I can't. I'm on my cell phone. But uh, 18 yeah, minutes man, in. That was, <laughs> Right, right. No, but that was like that was juicy. I feel like there was a lot of good info for people, man. I hope people take it up seriously because a lot of people do it wrong. Yeah, I agree. Uh, cool. Uh, we're about the 18 minute mark now. Any last things that you want to dish about? Things that you're looking forward to? Uh, interesting ways that people have marketed themselves or stood out, or any first impression that someone gave you the opposite of the what we just talked about? Uh, somebody else who came in, you're like, boom! I love this approach of what somebody did. Well, you know, I mean, I think I've seen. I'm going to strictly talk about the like sports brands or at least somewhat related to sports type brands that I've been paying attention to. There's like all sorts of like the big car brands do some amazing stuff, but I'll keep it to the sports side of stuff. And and there's a bunch of stuff that I think stuck out to me. And there's a bunch of stuff where I was like, well, you know, kind of womp womp. But I think one of the biggest things is, you know, Turner Broadcasting has, Turner Sports has this massive, like, I'm standing next to it right now, this massive booth. They're broadcasting like like they're you know TNT from here. They had you know Shaquille O'Neal was here yesterday. They had like everybody. They're doing all these crazy panels. Um, you know they've got a Ram truck here up on stage, like full like full on production. Like this is a studio. 
Um, Next VR is here, like really, really cool. And, you know, Turner is, Turner is doing something where, um, you know, I'm not going to get into the weeds of the detail. You can look it up, but essentially like, you know, they are trying to um, go direct to some brands and present them with opportunities for sponsorships outside of just like buying ad space. Um, and really connecting all the properties and athletes and teams and stuff that they have access to. So they're kind of making a hard dive into that. So they're doing some big, big, big stuff here. And I think that's pretty cool. But obviously, it's a massive brand where literally this is like multi, multi, multi million dollars boost, like probably five, six, seven, ten million dollars by the time it's all said and done. Um, you know, so they can they can afford to do that. I think some of the smaller, you know, maybe like, you know, not multinational conglomerates that are here in the sports space, like, um, Wahoo Fitness, I think, is is really cool for anyone who knows cycling, uh, indoor cycling trainer for the people that don't. Um, you know, they have some good products. They pushed out some new technology while you're here. I won't go into the details. Most people, it's uh, unless you're a really serious cyclist like myself, you probably won't care. But for that category, they did some really innovative stuff from a technology perspective. But not only that, they're very smart where they partnered up with a um, a company called Zwift. Uh, which is like a virtual like trainer thing, like gamification. So, you know, the Wahoo product, you're sitting there like winter time now in New York City, uh, not the time to ride your bike outside if it's, you know, crappy out and snowing. So you hook your bike up to this trainer and you can ride like kind of realistically inside, but you're sitting there literally in your living room staring at your TV. It's boring. You're just sweating onto the floor. But this product Zwift like gamifies that. So like this 3D character of yourself and the harder you pedal, the faster they go. And you're like literally riding in real time with other people doing the same thing. So you're passing people who might be like in Germany riding their bike on the same course as you in real time in 3D and you can see their name and you can like, you know, wave to them and talk to them almost as if you were outside. So kind of like passing the time. Very cool. That brand's taking off. Wahoo partnered with them for this. So Zwift is, is way smaller of a company would not be able to have a booth, but they partnered up to allow uh, Zwift to come in so they can uh, show off their like physical product in conjunction with that virtual product who's not theirs. Um, so really allowing people to get on a bike, do some cool stuff, and it allows them to showcase their product, Wahoo, their physical product, in a way that's way cooler. And it also gives Whip some leverage by being here at CES. So it's super, super, super smart partnership. And one thing I think you'd appreciate from this, they just released VR for this so that you can get on the bike, put on uh, you know 3D headset Oculus, and you can ride your bike in your living room and literally you look to your left and you're looking to your left in this virtual world. Crazy stuff, man. So, and there's a lot of stuff in between. I think one of the weird things to me was Withings. Um, you know, they're a, you know, they're, they're a wearable technology company. They got a bunch of stuff like smart scales. They launched uh, their big thing claim the fame here at CES is they have a bunch of stuff, but they launched a like hair brush with uh, like, it has an app that talks to your phone and tells you how to better care for your hair and how many times you brushed it and all this data. I think it's like the most gimmicky thing I've ever seen in my life. If, hey, if they're using it and that's what they're aware of, like, hey, people aren't going to really buy it, buy it, but it gets us to the top of CNET as a story and we're going to leverage that as marketing, I think it's smart. If they think people are going to, like, need a hairbrush that talks to an app in their phone, they got to charge their hairbrush, they're out of their freaking mind. It is the most gimmicky, weird thing I've ever seen in my life. So you've got every perspective and then you've got, like, you know, small, mid-sized, even some large brands that didn't really come to CES with anything new, nothing too exciting, a pretty plain booth. And when you're here at CES, there's so much cool, amazing, like super techie, incredible interactive stuff. If you're not doing something at least creative, it doesn't have to be expensive. If it's not creative, it's not cool, it's not tech, you're going to lose. There's a lot of those here too. It's kind of like bland. You walk by like, all right, what's up? 
So anyway, that's just a couple of quick examples, uh, you know, from the floor of things that, you know, things that I've seen. Oh, and again, it goes back to endurance sports just because I'm standing in that area-ish right now while I'm thinking about it. There's a company called SpeedX where they did a Kickstarter campaign for this, like, this, this bike with all this integrated stuff. Kind of cool. You could check it out. They did a Kickstarter campaign a couple years ago, a few years ago. Went really well. They had a goal of 50 grand. They raised, like, $2.4 million. Like, I guess people like the bike. They came out with a new bike here. Um, they have a pretty decent display. Obviously, they're still small. They're a startup, you know, type of company. Their new bike, super smart. They use Kickstarter again. So they use CES to basically get people excited about the new uh, bike. But to then go like, oh, you want the bike? Yeah, go to Kickstarter and support us. In two days, they raised a half a million dollars on Kickstarter. And I haven't looked since yesterday. So they probably even higher than that. Kind, that's smart. That's smart marketing. Yeah, that is super smart marketing because you always hear people struggling so much to get attention for, for their Kickstarter. Why not go to the place where there's mass attention? Absolutely, man. And, and, and that's something where like you're talking about that company started with a few guys on Kickstarter a few years ago they're not a big brand but they are playing it smart and they're leveraging technology and things like kickstarter and ces and making a buzz and getting people to you know it, it, it's just it's so it's like it's so simple it's like kind of duh when you see it but it, it, it's it's shocking that more brands don't really think that way and take advantage of it and that that just shows you how like a literally a startup with the no money can go from like hey let's see if we can make a bike and raise 50 grand to like multi-millions of dollars in uh, raised capital on Kickstarter, successful campaign, successful launch, selling bikes to then not just say, hey, we're CES, like come buy our bike, but to be smart enough to say, hey, you want this bike? Also raise money. Like it's so, it's such a different way of thinking and doing business. And I'm surprised that more people aren't thinking that way, but hey, that's why they're innovating. All right. So for this podcast, uh, one, when do we want to get this out? We're at the 25 minute mark right now. Do you want this whole thing to run full, chop it up? What are your thoughts? Um, what it, it, why don't we see, can we like literally get this out, like cut and uploaded to, and whatever to uh, SoundCloud and loaded up wherever, like now ish or send it to send it to Michaela and Tyler and like have them just do it and get it up in the next like couple of hours. Cause while CES is going on, I think it'd be super smart for us to push it out live from CES, like blah, blah, blah. And, um, get it out, promote it, get it on all of our social, get it out there. Hashtag it CES 2017 while there's still a day and a half left here where people might actually see it, listen to it. And, uh, it, why, why the hell would we not? It's crazy. So, Tyler, if you're listening to this, leave all this in because this is the authentic stuff that we talk about on the podcast. Yep, and keep this in too, man. Keep this in too. Listen, Rob, I'm going to jump off, and even literally Tyler and Rob, keep this in until we literally hang up the phone. Just run the whole thing live, and uh, we'll just make a good script on it. Um, listen, man, I got to run because we're running to another meeting, but uh, I'm glad we're able to kind of like pinch hit this in the middle between a couple of things. Uh, thanks a lot, man, and uh, I'm flying back on a red eye. We'll talk early next week, and uh, – Talk about what else we're doing on the on the show. Awesome. Have fun, my friend. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Cheers. <laughs>